0: Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of IJDHTF, where we are recapping even more Comic-Con panels for you guys.
1: Welcome. Another episode of I Just Don't Have Time For.
0: Yes. So, we have been going through quite the number of panels from Comic-Con, and we're not even probably halfway done at this point, which Mm. is crazy. You should do the IJDHTF
1: and then CC2020. At the end. Okay. For Comic-Con 2020.
0: I know. It's just, that's a lot of letters. I
1: know, but that's what makes it impressive.
0: Okay, so we are just going to get right into this episode by talking about Sailor Moon and the Power of Female Friendship. This was a panel that was hosted by Jessica Singh. Um, they had Michelle Ruff, who plays the voice of Luna and Sailor Moon Crystal, Kate Higgins, who plays Sailor Mercury. Amanda Miller plays Sailor Jupiter. And then they had Sam Maggs, who is a writer. She's done, like, Captain Marvel and stuff like that. And then Chris Bryant, who is an activist and comedian. So how did you feel about this panel? Because you're not really, like, a Sailor Moon aficionado or whatever you would call it.
1: Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I like the art. uh, But, I mean... It's kind of like how much acting are they really doing? I guess they're kind it's of getting voice into acting. it. It's voice acting, yeah.
0: I feel like my favorite person on the panel was Amanda, who plays Sailor Jupiter, which is fitting because Sailor Jupiter is my favorite of the Sailor Scouts. Yeah. Um, I felt like she was like the most likable person there, and it's I liked that she was talking about how. People, when she first got cast, would send her a bunch of messages and be like, oh, be sure that you make her sound like a tomboy, or make sure you make her sound like this. Make sure you have her sound like that. Yeah. And she was like... But the thing is, like, if you're a tomboy, you're not trying to sound like a tomboy. Sure. Or if you're, like, super girly, you're not trying to sound super girly. So she just made it sound like her version of the character versus like just listening to what everyone else had to say about it mm-hmm. and I think that's why it works so well.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: And they do talk about how Sailor Moon is appealing mm-hmm. even to men. Mm-hmm. like the like friendship dynamics like aren't just female like
1: yeah, I enjoy yeah. watching it. It's like one of those shows that can be on in like uh, Lindsay could be watching it and it doesn't really bother me that it's on
0: and i like that what's like something they were mentioning is that there's so many female characters Mm -hmm. that in a lot of shows or animes you watch it and you feel like an obligation to relate to the one female character whereas this one it's like you have a bunch of female characters that you can pick to relate to versus just like the one token character
1: yeah i think all of the characters seem like they're really well developed
0: Yeah, so if you like Sailor Moon, I say check it out. Even if you're not like a huge anime fan or a huge Sailor Moon fan, I think it was a decent panel for not being a big panel.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really grow up watching Sailor Moon all that Mm -hmm. much, so it's like a little bit harder for me to be super excited about that panel. But I did think it was a pretty interesting panel, and I do like listening to what they have to say about it.
0: So after that, we watched part of a panel, or I guess you watched all of the panel, for Haunting Conversations with Junji Ito.
1: Junji Ito, who, I guess he's a horror Mm -hmm.
0: manga-like
1: person, and I guess he's pretty famous in Japan.
0: I feel like he comes across as, like, the Stanley of manga, like, horror manga. Yeah, because he
1: was talking about, uh, I guess he worked on Silent Hill, Mm -hmm. the video game, and that was, like, super scary. Um,
0: they showed a lot of his art while he was talking, too. Yeah. Which was kind of interesting. And some of it is, like, pretty scary.
1: Yeah, at. I know. I I definitely wrote down a few of them. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting because he doesn't speak any English. So, like, I don't know if that's, like, a sign that he's pretty popular in Japan or whatnot. Um, but, yeah, they did have a pretty cool person translating. And...
0: I think it made it hard for the moderator, though, because the moderator would ask a question and then have to wait for a response yeah, and then get the translation. Like... And I felt like it made it so that the moderator had very low energy, which sucked like because the guy had, like, cool glasses and pink hair and looked like this really fun I accent.
1: actually thought the moderator had a lot of energy or, like, a lot of neat, like, she was, like, high energy and, like, exciting. The guy? The girl.
0: That's the translator, though. Oh, the translator,
1: not the moderator.
0: Yeah, yeah. the moderator... Like, I feel like he was probably, like, a really great guy if you were, like, in person at a panel. But, like, the Zoom yeah. thing just wasn't working for him. And, and I don't know sucked. if
1: they wrote down answers. Because she wasn't translating to him. So, like, she would only translate when he said something directly to him. hmm And then she would be, like, you know, whatever in Japanese. Yeah,
0: it was a really weird... Like, the moderator would ask a question. Then it would be answered in Japanese. So you wouldn't see that her translate between. And then the translator would translate what he had said back into English like a somewhat interesting panel though even though i'm not really into like horror manga
1: so they asked him what his most frightening character was to him and he said a uh, fashion model and it's like from one of his earlier works and i guess it's just a model who like you end up dying if you meet her or something
0: yeah she's like this really old really thin frail like tall fashion model and i guess everyone she comes across ends up dying Yeah. So now you're going to have to read that, huh? I know.
1: I'm going to. Super
0: scary. So after we watched that panel, we went into Winona Earp, which Andrew watched the first couple seasons and then we just completely forgot about it. And this is a show that I think kind of fits in with like the supernatural crowd. Like if you like supernatural, you'll probably enjoy this show. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the show, but I don't mind if it's on. Like if Andrew's watching it, I don't mind it. Yeah. And I think
1: the cast, like, watching them, like, because I had completely forgotten about the show, and, like, watching the cast, I feel like they really vibed well together.
0: I like the guy that plays Doc and his mustache.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: He's, He's like, my favorite. Character. And the main girl who plays Winona Earp actually was, like, super fun on the panel, too. And the sister, who I didn't like on the show, was actually pretty entertaining on the panel.
1: Yeah. So it's like was... they had
0: a really like well-rounded cast. You could actually see the chemistry between all the people. And they did like this little competition. Or not competition, but they all tried to say why Nona Earp like doc does on the show. Yeah,
1: yeah they it were was just pretty fun. They were all like joking and having a good time and like Do you wanna do that's what I like to Do you see. wanna do
0: your impression?
1: No. You can do yours though. Lindsay's got a really good one.
0: No, I feel like my voice isn't deep enough. He has like that really try. like deep voice. Just try. He's like why Nona Earp.
1: Wow, no no nerve. It's fun. They do it better on. They did it pretty good. It was all really fun. The thing
0: is, they like hear it so often that they probably practice that all the time, just making fun of them.
1: And if you don't know, this show is about vampires.
0: Well, it's like they're in purgatory, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. You just have to watch it. It's a hard premise to like. I'm gonna have to rewatch it
1: honestly. But Um,
0: I enjoyed it, and then after that, we watched Unnecessary Debates, which. I had seen, like, multiple versions of this by different companies. Like, Sci-Fi did one. And
1: we went to one last year that was, like, really fun to watch because they showed a bunch of trailers and then, Mm -hmm. like, talked about each one. And then, like, we saw those movies when they came out. And it was, like, really cool to be like, hey, they talked about cats. And it did not live up to the expectations.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so it's like... I've seen some really good debate panels. And this one was not good.
1: This one was, like... I feel like they didn't have, like, they needed the crowd or they needed, like, a fan base or, like, Mm -hmm. people there sitting. Because they, like, got off on tangents. And, like, they ended up arguing for, like, 20 minutes about pizza and pineapple. And it's just, like...
0: But they weren't even doing arguments. They just said, I really like pineapple on my pizza. Yeah. And And it wasn't, like... like, Okay, great. A
1: debate. It was, like... Them just stating opinions. Stating opinions. And it it was, like, pretty lame, in my opinion. Like, I was, like, okay, well that's a bust and then they talked about the Muppet show and it's like well like you may find that really interesting but at least show us a trailer of the Muppet show you know like I don't even think they're coming out with a new Muppet show like it
0: seems so irrelevant
1: it's very irrelevant you know if they would have been like oh what do you think about this Spider-Man animation that's coming out and then showed a clip of Spider-Man and like gotten a bunch of feedback and controversial opinions then I might be interested but I think they really dropped a ball
0: Yeah, so then the last panel we'll be talking about on this episode is Making a Living Being Creative, which this had been on my schedule, and then I was, like, scrolling through Facebook or whatever the other day and realized that a girl I went to high school with was actually on this panel. So I was like, well, now I definitely need to watch the panel. She
1: was all excited, and she was jumping around and screaming.
0: I mean, it wasn't like that, but, you know... (laughs) I was really excited for her because I feel like she was always, like, a really nice, really genuine person. And, I like, she's been doing art for as long as I've known her. Well, obviously longer. But that was exciting that someone I knew was actually on a Comic-Con panel because that's, like, a dream of mine. Yeah,
1: I mean, this is the first time I've heard about it. Uh, One thing that did bother me about this panel, though, was that the—I don't know if she's a moderator or— No, no,
0: no. It was A.C. Bradley, and she's like a screenwriter for like troll hunters and stuff. Okay,
1: she was glitching out. And that was really annoying because I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is a professional thing that thousands of people are watching.
0: And like, every time she would talk, you, like, sometimes the audio would glitch too, but it would basically be like
1: a frozen a
0: frozen frame for the entire time she's talking.
1: Yeah, and, and it, like to me, that kind of ruined the experience a little bit.
0: Yeah, and it was, like, everyone else seemed to, like, really be, like, in it and be excited. And, like, they set up their cameras and their mics and were, like, ready to go. And then it's, like, what are you doing? Are you, like, on a phone, like, where you don't have service? Like, why did you set this up beforehand? I
1: know. And I'm, like, to me, it's, like, you didn't really take it that seriously. Also, she seemed kind of high-strung, in my opinion, like, the way she talked about stuff. But that also could be that I couldn't see her. So yeah. I don't know. It's hard to, like, read people when...
0: I mean, you know, we're she was podcasters, doing... so we're all voice, but...
1: Yeah, but if I was going to do a, a Zoom call with somebody that I, we were interviewing, I would make sure that we're not, like, glitching, glitching out. out. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, like, I don't know. It just seems, like, unprofessional. But... And then she also, like, claimed to be, the, like, very professional. So it's, like, to me, it was, like, not... It was, like, hypocritical a little bit of her. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you would think, like, someone who's been in the industry for all these years and, like, has yeah. worked for Disney and Warner Brothers. and. But Netflix I'm sure there's, like, a like...
1: really good explanation. I don't want to be- beat her down too much, but I'm sure there's just, like, a great explanation and we're just missing it. So
0: So this was moderated by Johnny Kalinski, who was a podcaster. And the other person on the panel was Lee Coase, who was a freelance artist. And then... Obviously, Jess, who I knew from school, and she is a storyboard artist for, like, Avengers Guardians of the Galaxy, and now, like, the new Gremlins that's coming out, so.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Some of the standout, like, things they talked about in this panel is, like, taking edits. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting because Jess was talking about how, like, she has to look at words and then, like, create, like, what it's going to look like. Yeah, they they
1: talked a lot about the work process and, like, what they – their requirements and what they liked in a working relationship, which I thought was, like, kind of cool to hear.
0: And she likes to create, like, a lot, and then they can always, like, edit it down. Yeah. And be like, oh, well, this isn't what we had in mind, but this is what we had in mind. And I like her, like, viewpoint of how she takes criticism or takes edits. Me too. Like, they're asking you to do it because they value you and your work.
1: Sure. That's – yeah, that's Which I think was really important. From Jess.
0: Sure. Um, because I feel like a lot of times I've been in workplaces where people like ask me to change something or do more work and it's...
1: It doesn't come off that way. It comes yeah. off like, like, you know, you're not working hard enough.
0: Or like you didn't do this right the first time.
1: Yeah, which I don't know if that's her mind frame. Like I think maybe somebody that she, a producer or whatever that was working with her told her that. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I want because I know that you're the right person for it. Where it's like I've never been told that by a manager. Usually like when a manager tells me to do more work, it's like I'm already doing a lot of work and I just feel undervalued at that point because it's like, I don't know. I feel like you at a certain point you want to be perceived as a competent person. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I'm competent, I shouldn't always have to be asked to be doing things. Where it's like I guess in this industry it's a little bit different.
0: Because you're literally like taking a script with nothing that has any images for it yeah you don't know what these characters look like at this point you don't know anything and then you're having to like draw it based on just writing yeah or like character description or whatever but i thought it was a really fun panel as always we're going to link the panel below and we found out that you just have two weeks from the time that the panels were posted to watch the panels. So this is one that I hope you guys have time to check out. Yeah,
1: you'll have like a week and a half to check this out if you listen to this when it comes out. So, yeah.
0: That's it for this episode, and we will talk to you next time about the exhibit hall, some artists, and a few more panels.
1: Bye!